You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains. And no, this is not deja vu. This is the second of two episodes technically on the day, even if I started recording this at midnight. Hey, it's still Thursday in portions of the country, so I'm just going to roll with it. Anyway, I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I am pretty thankful that series is over. Um, Blue Jays closing out a four-game set with a very disappointing loss to Boston, uh, 5-0, only two hits in that game for Toronto. So, you know, the offense just totally on point against Chris Sale, who was notoriously struggling entering that start. No, it's fine. He faces the Blue Jays and he strikes out. Oh, he strikes out 12 batters. Yeah. That's just what happens. So... Just a very disappointing day for the Blue Jays on the, um, I, I was going to say on the batter's box. That that doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be recording at midnight. Oh, well. Um, we are going to talk about some of the broader things from that Boston series, but I wanted to start with probably the biggest concern that I think a lot of Blue Jays fans have. Um, outside of the trade package that they're going to get for Marcus Stroman, which, again, that shouldn't be a worry. The front office is making it a worry. Whatever. No. The biggest worry for Blue Jays fans, from what I've seen lately, is what is wrong with Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? So that is going to be where we start to, well this evening's conversation. I'm still in like daytime mode. Anyway, yeah, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has not been the wonderkind that was promised, the savior of the offense that was supposed to be delivered a la Mike Trout to this team. Um, He is performing very similarly to Mike Trout's first season in that it's not very good. Um, but while the average hasn't fallen too far just yet, um, he did have an 0 for 2 day today that dropped him down to 238 on the season, which is still like um, third in the Blue Jays lineup. So really, who can complain, I guess, but fans are worried that this is this is a a sign that he is not the best thing since sliced bread and smartphones. I think smartphones are more apt than sliced bread at this point. I think everyone's over sliced bread. Superstore is like selling those loaves that you have to slice yourself. So 
yeah, sliced bread, not so hot, smartphones. That's what we're using. So if you look at the stats for Vlad Jr., they bear out a particularly nasty slump, and it's not even the hits, as we mentioned. The average is down to 238, but that's still higher than he had in his first month of the season. But what's troubling is the lack of power that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is showing in those at-bats. He has just three extra base hits in the month of July, all of them doubles. Only one has come since July 2nd. And when you look back um, for home runs, which, again, you think Vladimir Guerrero, you think you're getting home runs. Um, Vladimir Guerrero has one home run since June 5th. One home run in a month and a half from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I think that's the bigger worry for a lot of fans who thought that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was going to be this anchor, this this swaggering guy who was always a threat to put one over the fence just because he had that ability. But, um, no, it's, it's worrying that... Um, you know, outside of exhibition competitions. I mean, sure, you can say he has 92 home runs since June 5th, but who's kidding who there? John Schneider isn't pitching for every team. And sadly, neither is Homer Bailey, who served up that lone Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run. But again, I, I have people coming up to me on Twitter and asking me if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a bust. And... I, I think we're we're putting the cart well before the horse on that one. And that's another one that we really need an update on. Um, like, I, I don't know, putting the, putting the Patreon out before the content? I don't know. <laughs> if anyone has a better one, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, but yeah, everyone's really starting to get ahead of themselves. Um, in, in trying to officially label Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I know that's likely a just a continuation of this kind of instantaneous reaction media cycle that everyone finds themselves in now. Like, you have to have an opinion immediately on, on everything. And because there's been nothing of substance for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. outside of that display of power in Cleveland everyone's quick to jump on it like he's not the savior he's this team is is ruined and is not gonna be good and uh the front office has done it again like simmer down this was never about having like Vlad Jr. power the team to the playoffs is it a little disconcerting that the power is not showing up in games? Yes. Is he still 20? Yes. It's going to take some time. There's a reason why the competitive window for this team was not the second that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. shows up in the majors. It's it's going to take some time. And what might help in the future for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is actually having some support in the lineup 
Um, earlier this week on uh, on Tim and Sid, Tim McAuliffe actually showed up again and made a point that, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is struggling, but how much help does he actually have? As, as I said, 238 average, still third in this lineup. And he was hitting second ahead of Lourdes Gurriel Jr. the other day and seemed to have better pitches to hit during it. But today he got dropped down to sixth in the order, probably an effort by Charlie Montoya to just take some pressure off of him. But in doing so, you put him ahead of Teoscar Hernandez, who no one is afraid of Teoscar Hernandez because the odd time that Teoscar gets a hold of a ball and puts it over the fence is joined by the 19 other times that he will strike out or ground out because that is what Teoscar Hernandez does. You don't protect someone with a 204 hitter. That's Baltimore tactics. So... Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has no protection. It was thought Justin Smoke would be able to do that, but he's batting 217. Um, Randall Grichuk is batting 232 and like close to the league lead in strikeouts. Freddie Galvis, you're not putting in any kind of protection spot. So there's no one there to really give Vladimir Guerrero Jr. some support, and he's not seeing pitches like he did in AAA that he can just mash. He's he's getting those curveballs away. He's getting those sliders away. He's getting fastballs on the outside corner of the plate that he can't actually do anything with. And yeah, for a young hitter, that that's going to be frustrating. That's going to be annoying. And that's on the front office to help fix. And I would not be surprised if the Blue Jays did look at signing someone in free agency. I know Bo Bichette's going to come up, but Bo Bichette's not going to be protection for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. either. Bo Bichette project- projects to be like a number two hitter with his speed and his ability to get on base. So he's going to be setting the table for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. still needs help. And as much as I love what Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has done, you cannot bank on Lourdes Gurriel Jr. being that protection either, because we don't know if this is a streak or not. And we will have to see if Lourdes can keep that up, but it should be a priority of of the front office to start looking, because... Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not going to get better by just watching balls bounce in the dirt or or tail away from him. Maybe he'll get better at drawing walks, but Blue Jays don't need him to walk all the time. They need him to drive in runs, and he's not able to do that in this lineup. He's not able to do that with his current skill set, but to label him a bust after two, two, three months, it's lunacy. So... That is my thought on that. We'll have some other thoughts on this Boston series right after this break. But before we do that, just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever the heck delivery you need. They're that service all year round. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. So you can literally order everything. You need kitty litter? They'll do it. They, you need, like, um, a new hat? Sure. They will go get it. So download the Postmates app and use the code Locked On and get all that credit. You are Locked On Blue Jays. 
your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. All the all the bugs are out of the system. Have you ever have you ever tried to read mad and then you feel yourself kind of about to burp and you try really not to? Um I managed I managed to hold on through that read and I'm very proud of myself. So um that's the quality content you're getting from me, Postmates. Glad to have you on board. Um so yeah. Um, the other, the other story from today's game, obviously Thomas Pannone fighting through the fog and the wind and the land of ghosts to make this start and actually acquitting himself well for the first four innings. The problem was he was scheduled to go five. And in that fifth inning, Raphael Devers just continues to torture Toronto. That's his 15th RBI of the season against Toronto. That actually tied a record for most RBIs against one team this season. And and that's that's another thing I saw on Twitter today. Someone asking if you would trade Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for Rafael Devers straight up. Who, who you would take. And, like, again, that's not really a fair question right now. Devers has had time to get acclimated to Major League Baseball. And he plays for a team that's, you know good and has protection in its lineup and yeah just not really a fair comparison also Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does not get to face tired Thomas Pannone so um not to pick on Thomas Pannone it was a game effort but just um that's that's going to be life for this Blue Jays team this like rotating cast uh, of pitchers just trotted out there from from basically the knockoff rack because on a good team Thomas Pannone is probably not a starter it's probably a reliever Jacob Wegspack you can make the case for him Sean Reed Foley he's been pitching better but as we're seeing the Blue Jays work the waiver wire and the and the cash considerations wire swear cash considerations is going to set a record for being traded by the Blue Jays this year. But just continuing to churn through that, just to try and get anyone with some length, anyone with some innings, um, it's very tough to watch. And Wilmer Font hasn't even arrived yet um, with the Blue Jays. We will likely see him in the Detroit series which we will also talk about tomorrow and hopefully, you know, that'll be positive. But just just this continuous churn working through guys like Javi Guerra and Nick Kingham and Edwin Jackson and like speaking of Edwin Jackson, Steven Strasburg had a 5 RBI night today and Strasburg was actually the first pitcher to get a home run and another hit in the same inning since Edwin Jackson in 2010. So, sorry, Edwin, you don't have that anymore either. But the point is, like, like it's these games like this where you just watch these kind of guys, and and it's just so tough to, to watch that, knowing that the Blue Jays don't have as much of a chance as they could if things had worked out for them, if 
you know, they had Ryan Barucki ready to go, which, again, he should be pitching against Detroit. So, fingers crossed there. But, um, again, relying on guys that are getting cast off by other teams, it's a tough position to be in. But it's life at the bottom of the barrel. And that's where the Blue Jays are. And it sucks. And we will have to deal with it as best we can. And obviously the trade deadline going to make it even harder once, you know, even more good players are gone and even more starters will have to be churned in. Um, but it, it, again, it is what it is. And if this serves Thomas Pannone going forward, that's great. Derek Law, I don't think it's going to serve anyone going forward. I'm sorry, but I, I am an anarchist when it comes to Derek Law now. Just, I, I'm sorry. I can't see you anymore. I, I don't think, I think you're the next to go once they need someone else to churn up. Could be gone when DJ Zoic is ready, but that's just my opinion. And that will actually bring us to the end of this episode. It actually went by really quick. Just had a lot to say about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I apologize, but if you have something to say about what you hear on this podcast, feel free to message me on the Twitter machines at AJ Andrews. Just replace the periods with underscores and you will find me. Actually, if you just type in AJ Andrews, you'll get me or you'll get the softball pitcher from LSU. I'm the one who plays second base. I don't pitch. So um, follow me on there if you want to talk. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got. You can find Locked on Jays or Locked on Blue Jays. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, uh, Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode, especially these late night ones. Um, and remember, Fan Friday is tomorrow, so I will put up something at some point during the day. And yeah, feel free to message with your comments on that topic or any questions you might have for Fan Friday. Um, and that will do it. I'm probably going to go to bed soon because I am retired. And, you know, Kitty had a good day today. She did not throw up once. So hopefully that is behind us. But we will move forward. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jsfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's and tonight's episodes and y'all take care